Hello there and welcome to this episode of Game on Blockchain, your one-stop shop for the latest news, reviews, exclusive interviews and everything else decentralized. Now, this week we're going to be speaking to Luna Javier and she is coming to us from Altitude Games. They are currently in the process of doing a lot of exciting stuff with Battle Racers, so we've got not only its closed multiplayer test coming out for players to give a go of, but we're also seeing its upcoming pre-sale, including a bounty campaign. So we figured that rather than just leave it at like going through a little bit from the outside, we figured we'd speak to Luna Javier and just find out a little bit more about the game and what players can expect in the coming future. So without further ado, let's jump into it. Hi there, Luna. How are you doing? Hey, James. Nice to meet you. Yeah, likewise. But uh, I, I did want to say, I mean, thanks for being so flexible on. Uh, oh. <laughs> thanks for being so flexible on like, getting onto a call. I mean, it was pretty short notice, but I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem at all. I mean, I'm excited to to talk to you because I think you guys have covered us the most and probably the first ones to do it too. Yeah, I mean, we've we've been good fans of Altitude Games. I mean, from Alto to. Chris to this, to Battle Racers. So, I mean, we're, we're definitely thrilled to see anything that's got Altitude Games involved. Oh, thank you. That's really nice. Yeah, no problem. But, I mean, I, I did want to kind of initially dig into Alt- the uh, Battle Racers concept. So, I mean, where it's coming into its, like, pretty exciting phases right now. So it's going into its um, early access multiplayer. It's, it's got its pre-sale mm. coming up pretty soon. I, I just really wanted to dig into how long it's been in development for. Sure. So um, we started officially working on it in September last year. We had a little prototype going because we wanted to make our first blockchain game on the Altitude game side. Obviously, Alto had been around, um, you know, helping other developers um, with their item sales and things like that. But we wanted to learn it from a developer side. And so when we started talking to Decentraland, we already had a, a an idea of having like a... a combat racing game on the blockchain and um, by talking with them we realized that you know they had like a a platform that we could use um, and learn from and at the same time you know get a lot of exposure from partnering with someone that um, kind of established in the in the blockchain scene and so since September we quickly prototyped the gameplay, what it would look like in the central land, and then we came up with an MVP um, and an alpha early this year, and uh, now suddenly we're in beta. It's very fast. <laughs> it certainly is. I mean, from some of the from some of the titles that we have seen, especially in the virtual reality world, they've usually had a bit more of a substantial like turnaround phase. So. To have it go from this initial concept in September to where it is now is, is, yeah, pretty staggering. I mean, I I did take a look at some of the footage of it existing in Decentraland, and it looks looks genuinely interesting. So, I mean, along with it being in development, I mean, what was the general thinking about bringing it to uh, virtual reality? Well, originally when we were prototyping, different blockchain games we were looking at making a mobile game at the time and this was maybe uh, july august even before um, the central land and especially at the time it's a little true until now you know mobile is not a great place for for anything crypto related or blockchain game related 
And so um, when we worked with the Centerland, we learned that they, they were virtual reality for sure, but they're also um, web and mobile. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to have like a client that can handle all three. And so that is easier for us. So we kind of just build it once, right? And then it would support uh, all three platforms. And making a web game or at least a web VR game is definitely new for us. So we had to learn, you know, the gaze control. Um, Obviously, we had to learn their SDK, which was brand new to us. But the game side of it, you know, game mechanics and and balancing and, and things like that were very familiar. So I think that's why we were able to do that part pretty fast. And so what we're really learning is the technology and how to bridge what we know from mobile gaming into a more browser slash mobile slash VR. It's not it's not all VR, although, you know, we we just published a developer diary about that, too, um, where we had to kind of prototype virtual reality in real life. We had cardboard boxes in the office and we measured like how everything was placed and how big everything was. And that was new. Um, but like I said, we're, we're, we're so used to kind of prototyping new things that that VR is is a nice unknown to have, in my opinion. Like we're really excited about it. Uh, we we played a lot of VR games um, over the early months too, and we are actually excited to see if this game will work there. Yeah, I have to say, I mean, that's that's one part that kind of gets generally overlooked. So, I mean, there's there's definitely two parts to unpack there. One is when it comes to thinking about the sort of relative measurements that come into consideration when you're you're taking this into the virtual reality space. But the other part of it too is the the SDK. So, I mean, you have to get quite quickly acclimated to that one in order to really drop it on Decentraland and get it onto so many of these different platforms at the same time uh, from from your experience i mean it'd be great to get this but i mean how did you find making use of the sdk because they'd only just launched um, 6.0 was it quite easy to get on boarded with well i think we were lucky because we partnered with them very early on we had access to knowing ahead of time what the sdk features would be um and they tried to provide as much information ahead of time, like documentation, things like that. That said, they have gone through several SDK updates. Uh, and this, the 6.0, for example, is something that we haven't migrated to yet just because we were preparing for our closed beta. We didn't want to risk um, anything breaking at the last minute. Um, but every time they update their SDK, they're adding more features that we need as game developers. And that's what I hear from 6.0 as well, is a lot of the features that we were looking for are going to be there. So um, there is some growing pains, obviously, in terms of just moving the code from one SDK to another. But uh, so far, every SDK update has been better than than the last. And from what I understand, this 6.0 is is the last big one, I hope. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited. Like there's stuff that we haven't tried yet that's gonna gonna be in there, like sound, which is what players were asking for in our beta yesterday, things like that. Yeah. So I mean, I'd seen from 6.0 they've they've got update features to sound effects and music, but they've also added the the whole randomized events. I mean, permitting just mm-hmm. how content creators can create those ones using the 
back-end code. But it's great to hear that Decentraland are having this kind of positive approach in being highly communicative with partners that they work with. So it's it's always a good ringing endorsement to hear that you're being kept in the loop and all of that is allowing for this to be a lot more streamlined. And from being in the virtual reality space for this game, I mean, how much of a challenge is it to bring it to the various other sort of iterations? So bringing it up a PC variation to mobile and VR. I mean, do you find that one quite challenging? Has the team found it quite challenging, I should say? I think we had to focus on one at a time. So right now we're just focused on the web version. We are kind of... um, having some planning ahead for uh, for VR in particular. Mobile, I think, will not be as difficult just because it's the same consistent world anyway. And we had a big debate about this when we started, you know, like how do we keep everything in a good scale where if you shrink it down to a phone, you can still see the details, etc. But if you think about it, their virtual world is, is, is persistent. So however big everything is, is how they're going to be on the phone right like everything's just going to shrink down so we're not worried about mobile as much it's the vr that we just had to plan um to keep all our buttons for example uh in the center of your vision um not having too many buttons to look at keeping our gaze you know in the in the front even the track size had to be kind of like as big as what you could see so we couldn't have like a sprawling track for example um and for as long as we developed on browser with VR in mind, I think we'll be okay. Um, we haven't tried it in VR yet, to be honest. So uh, I'll, I'll have to get back to you if our our decisions ended up being correct. But um, the browser version seems to be pretty good. That's always good to hear. I mean, I, it has been very positive to see Altitude Games, especially in the development of Battle Races, placing a greater emphasis on user experience and user interface. So to to hear that from yourself with regards to the, the mobile space in terms of seeing the resolution and quality just shrunk down and the approach that you're taking towards virtual reality is really, is really positive. I hope so. Um, so, you know, like the mobile um, client of Decentraland, I don't think is out yet at all. So, um, again, we're, we're really just focused on the web version, right, the, or the, the desktop version. Um, in theory, in theory, it should work across all three. I don't know. That's, that's, what's, that's what early testing's for. Yeah. Certainly. Um, so one thing I did want to also delve into, because as we'd previously seen, it's coming up to, I think, just under a week now until the beginning of the pre-sale. And then there's also been a, a recently announced bounty sale for, I think it was content creators, was it? I was just wondering if you mm-hmm. could give us a bit of a quick run through of those two. Sure. So our item pre-sale is going to happen on May 15th at 10 a.m. Um, EDT. And um, it's going to run for... 30 days and so we're going to be selling crates of car parts and so the different thing about battle racers is it's an arcade racing game where you have cars that race and kind of shoot at each other but the cars are not pre-made you have to build your own car from parts and so um what we're going to do is we're going to sell car parts that are exclusive to the item sale so that means you can't get them for example in the game later on um you can't buy them 
unless you were buying you know cars from other players and we have a lot of really good car models saved just for this pre-sale and so we're really excited about that and that's going to happen on our website battleracers.io and that's up already if you want to look at it there's a referral link as well if you you know want to share it to your friends you get um eth back for their purchases and then for the bounty program which we just announced last night um we have had great um, content coming from our Discord community and so this is a way to encourage them to post more content so it could be um, articles, uh, videos you know, streams, um, artwork I know some people are working on all of those already and our player council will be judging the the most creative content or you know, the, the most awesome content I should say and we will be giving away a lot of crates to to the best content creators and so what we're seeing is people are really engaged with the game ahead of time um with with a live uh, beta and then the the bounty program and hopefully all that will culminate in the pre-sale that they will you know support us by by purchasing some crates i know that's certainly a positive step to take i mean with regards to the content creation competition because i think that's it's one of the ways in which we're we're seeing blockchain games get a little bit more proficient i mean it's steadily coming along at social media marketing campaigns and it it really does help to increase the profile and even the potential player base of any of these games at any Mm -hmm. stage in their development so it's it's great to see that this is something that the altitude games team is really taking into consideration What's um, interesting for us, and I've, I have also been playing, you know, some blockchain games even from last year, and I have seen a lot of bounty programs. But I think one lucky thing we did was we had the closed beta first, a little bit, like um, about a day before we did the bounty program. And so now the people who are writing about us and, you know, making all this art have actually played the game and and it's nice to see them react to something that they enjoyed uh, rather than, you know, kind of just creating content for the sake of winning something. The, the feedback that we got really over the past uh, 24 hours in the closed beta is, is overwhelming. Um, like I'm not used to it. I've I've been making games for a long, long time, but I'm not used to all the the warmth that that we got. Uh, normally, it's it's not warm. <laughs> if I can say that. <laughs> oh, certainly. But yeah, no, it's fantastic. I mean, one of the one of the other elements I did want to kind of dive into as well. I mean, this is still very early stages um, in terms of testing out with the player community but with it being backed on ethereum i did want to kind of dive into just how much it leverages the ethereum blockchain and if there's any concerns from the development team regarding issues of scalability or transactions going forwards into the future right so that was one of our early concerns too is how we were going to do a real-time racing game on the blockchain um, and even on Decentraland, which would, you know, which would be decentralized. Um, So there are uh, elements that we are keeping 
on sidechains instead. So we are working with Loom um, for our item sale. And so what that means is our car parts are going to be minted on their sidechain. And uh, so that means that, you know, the players don't have to worry about um, gas fees, um, especially because they're going to be mixing and matching these car parts like constantly and they're going to be racing constantly. Um, and so what we want to do is, without getting very technical, but what we want to do is you only have to kind of pay if you want to tokenize your car and bring it to the main net. And so that's an optional step. So you can just play um, as much as you like without tokenizing your car. And um, there are pros and cons to that. So if, let's say, you decide to keep all your stuff on the side chain, you can race as much as you want, but you also can't win anything because we don't want a, a system where, um, you know, you'll have all these bots signing up, winning, like, free parts or cars that they can then sell. So you can race as much as you want with the cars that you own um, on the side chain and not win any extra car parts. But if you wanted to tokenize your car, that's when you pay for the, the gas fees of, of tokenizing it, putting it on the main net. Not only can you now trade your car with other players, um, but then you play on a specific competitive track that's for tokenized cars only. And so that racetrack will have an entry fee, but that will also have rewards where you could win more car parts for your car. And so that kind of rewards the people who paid a little bit, you know, to tokenize their car and put it on the mainnet with a chance to win um, more car parts that they can then bring into their cars and add value, etc. And then there's a whole other system where if you tokenize your car, you get benefits. So you record the history of your wins and you also earn you know, gameplay buffs that are extra to your car. So for example, plus 10 speed um, or plus 10 durability. And you can only get that with token cars. And so what we want to do is reward the people who are going to pay to, you know, kind of move back and forth from sidechain to mainnet with more features, but at the same time, not punish the people who really uh, don't want to spend that much. And so they can play for free for as long as they like on the side chain. Does that answer your question? I got excited a little. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, there's nothing It happens a lot. <laughs> now, if anything, I think that's, that's definitely a really positive sign. And yeah, I mean, it's certainly something that's come up in conversations with the community in the past is is just how to really approach the application of blockchain in a game and how really you, you, you act to really incentivize people to start playing these games without really punishing them for not using some kind of blockchain interface. And through this kind of tiered system, it does allow for people to immediately just jump in, which is something that is really is really needed if mass adoption is going to be coming. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, and that's something that we wanted to test also in our closed beta. So we have a concept called test driving your car. So if you're in Decentraland, you walk up to a track and let's say you own zero parts in your wallet you can actually borrow cars from us, like test driving a car, you know, from a car dealership. And that's how the closed beta worked is because nobody owns any cars right now. And so they were just testing cars that we provided and they can race as much as they like. And when they leave, they don't bring any of the cars home. And so we want to do that even in launch. And so that will allow Decentraland players who have no, you know, crates bought 
to walk up to the track and play for free. Uh, again, um, not having to worry about, you know, uh, gas fees or anything like that. And then if they like it, then they can go and purchase crates and, and do all of that. Um, the We're trying to eliminate the hoops that people have for trying a blockchain game. Obviously, because it's in the central land and, you know, the central land will have um, some kind of wallet integration, which they haven't released yet, but it would still, you know, players would still need to register somewhere or, you know, have a wallet. But the fewer steps that we can take for them um, in terms of seeing the game and playing without spending, um, the better, I think, for everybody. Yeah, I completely agree with you just that. I mean, it's it's the disadvantage of some, some games, I think, that they they have what we'd almost refer to as a, a slot machine sort of dynamic in that for players in order to really test it out and see even whether or not they initially enjoy the game they have to really stake something in order to take mm-hmm. part which i think is a it's a serious disadvantage for players that are are really new to this kind of thing because microtransactions might be very much endemic in the mainstream of gaming but in that they immediately know what they're getting but in this sort of slot machine dynamic that we see from earlier early games they have no clue if they're going to be playing it in the near future but through something like this it allows people to just really get a grip on what it is they're playing and make that informed decision to really jump into it and become what we'd almost see as being a stakeholder and a, a holder of various kinds of NFTs that is going to assure long-term longevity of the game. Yeah, that's the dream for sure. And, you know, the the more recent blockchain games have been deviating away from the slot machine model and Axie Infinity, right? They they introduced a tutorial, which I think is awesome. Um, so you don't have to buy Axies before experiencing it. And then I know Plasma Bears would give away um, free bear parts every day, um, which I also thought was an interesting model. And coming from a mobile free-to-play background, we're still making mobile games, even, even if we're making battle racers. We are kind of used to people downloading a game, not paying anything, playing it for a while to see if they like it. And then if they like it, they they invest in you, right, by, by buying something and giving you revenue. And so hopefully if we can bring a little bit of that to blockchain, um, that would be mass adoption, that people are more willing to try a free game and see if they like it first. It's certainly a really good approach. But it's it's been great speaking to you, and, and thanks so much for taking the time out of your schedule to uh, to jump on and tell us a little bit more about the game and the things that players can really expect in the future. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's really great to talk to you, and again, thank you for all the coverage that you've done for Battle Racers. It it helps a lot, and we're we're thrilled, honestly. <laughs> oh no, it's it's always a pleasure. Yeah, thanks so much. Not a problem, but I hope you have a good evening because I think it's evening there in the Philippines, right? It is. It's 6.30 and you're just starting your day, I suppose. Yeah, we're just gearing up over here. <laughs> <laughs> so have a, have a good day. Marvelous and uh, have a good evening. Take care. Thank you, James. Bye.